Welcome to all of the new Academy members. You are in a group of, hi Jill, you're in a group of major winners um, and in a culture of excellence. So I'm really excited to welcome you and to really start your journey with this training right here. So the daily deposit is really powerful because what is happening is you have sales skills and you know how to move the needle in conversations, which is amazing. The next question that we get almost, you know, every time after people graduate from school of sales is, okay, how do I get into more conversations? How can I start those? And that's a really good question. And that's, there's a lot of tactics. There's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of different ways to really get into more conversations. But in my opinion, the best way to do that is to stand out so much through how you carry yourself, how you walk, how you talk, how you live, that people can't help but say, where is she going? What is she up to? What mission is she on? Because I want to be a part of that. And I'm curious about it. A lot of you aren't realizing that who you are in itself is a curiosity statement. It's not necessarily the words that you say. It's not necessarily how you look. It's not necessarily where it's not any of that. It's like who you are from the inside out. You just stand out. You are just different. I recently um, went to the zoo. I told the story on um, close friends recently, but I, I kind of want to tease it out a little bit more with you today. Um, I don't get out much. We'll just say that I am with my team, my work team a lot. I'm with my family a lot. I'm with my community a lot, my like kind of close knit friends. But recently we went to the zoo and I got out into the, what I'm going to call the general public. And I could not believe how much I felt like maybe other people didn't notice, but I felt like I was standing out so much. I felt like I was constantly trying to get around people. I felt like everybody was walking so slow. I felt like everybody was like just kind of wandering and looking around and not really moving with direction. Whereas with us, we like knew the top tier animals we wanted to see. We knew the second tier animals. We knew what time we wanted to be in the car to head home. We knew when we were going to have our snacks, what snacks we were going to have, where I was going to feed the bait. Like we were on such mission. I felt like half of our time was spent trying to get around people who were kind of wandering. And once we got in the car, we were on the way home. I was reflecting. I was like, Austin, why did that feel so weird? Like, why did I feel so out of place at the zoo? I've never felt that way before. And he said, you know, Macy, there's a huge difference between the general public, the community, and then the culture that we live in. And it was like, wow, uh, like, I, and I couldn't help but stop thinking, stop thinking about the word general public. And, I, and so I looked it up and I was like, what is the general public? And it said community, like the community, the whole community, all the people. And Zig Ziglar talks about how most people are general wandering generalities. They're wandering and they're general. That's the whole community. And then there's a small group of people that live a meaningful, specific life. They know where they're going. They have a plan. They have developed themselves to be able to handle the plan. They are prepared in every way they know how to be. And they're also willing to risk the failure that it takes to get where you want to go. That is a meaningful, specific person right there. 
And he said, when you are taken out of your meaningful specific community, which everyone in my world is a meaningful specific, and you go into a different culture, you are naturally going to stand out. And so that's really what I want for you. And in this daily deposit practice is like, how can you develop yourself so much that any culture you go into, you are like standing out in the best way. And people can't help but look and be like, what in the world? Who is this person? I have to know more about them. Brett, are we able to do the chat or no? We are. Uh, Can y'all just type a one in the chat real quick? Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so that is what the power of the daily deposit is. It is the bricks being laid over time that develops you into that person. And so for the next couple of days, here's what, what it's going to look like. We are going to talk today about thankfulness and then also what you're learning tomorrow. We're going to talk about affirmations and game day list. And then the last day we're going to talk about win, lose, and then also we're going to do some coaching. It's going to be about 20 minutes of content, maybe a tiny little bit more, because I want you to get it and then go just like excellence week. And then on July the 11th, we're going to have a daily deposit or needle mover pod where you can and we can kind of just talk through all things productivity and um, daily deposit, kind of do some auditing and make sure that you are thinking the way you need to think in order to get the result that you want. Are y'all ready? All right, let's do, let's talk about thankfulness. So, okay. What's so interesting about thankfulness is that so many people um, think about like the big picture. Like if I were to say, what are you thankful for? Put it two in the chat. If you, if your first instinct would be like my family my health, my life, my kids. It's like outside, like big picture, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. Like freedom, all of that, right? I want to challenge you to find what you're thankful for that applies to that day, to your daily deposit day, to your game day list. Really bring it into context of what you're focused on. It can be so easy to think about what's not going right in your business, me included. There are seasons where I'm like, is anything going right right now? (laughs) You know, it's so easy to do that. And because you feel that way, or because you're kind of thinking about that, you want to go outside of your business to think about what you're thankful for. You almost want to distract yourself from what you think is happening in the business and think about, okay, well, well, this isn't going right, but at least I have, you know, a family, this isn't going right, but at least I have a roof over my head. And again, nothing wrong with that, but we really want to like do this strategically and make sure that it, that it's, um, powering your work in the right way. This is a really great opportunity to separate two things. The facts versus the story. This is huge. You have the facts of what's going on, and then you have your story about the facts of what's going on. Recently, someone I was talking to, they said, um, hey, Macy, no one is showing up to my sales calls. Nothing is really going right. No one is showing up. I'm doing all this work. I'm I'm waiting for them to show up. No one is showing up. And I and my first thought was like, oh, 
What is that? Is that the fact or the story? Y'all tell me. Put it in the chat. Do you know? It's the story, right? And so my question to her was, okay, hey, tell me exactly what happened last month. It was the month of May. And she said, okay, I just pulled, I just pulled the numbers. She hadn't pulled the numbers yet. The facts are 16 people signed up in the month of May. 11 people didn't show. And five people did show, which equals 31% show up rate. That is an amazing show up rate. Are you kidding me? It is so easy to think about your story all the time. Literally just this weekend, I was feeling kind of frustrated about a few things about the business and what the gaps and the holes. And um, Austin, he's like, hey, let's just like pull some numbers here, my husband. And we're like over double where we were last year. And I'm like, wait, what? And, and knowing the facts, I'm sitting here today in such a more settled, confident place than I was just before looking at the facts. And I'm not saying that like your story is invalid. Like there, if you're feeling a type of way about your business or your life and you're like, uh, something's not right. There's some, there's a reason to look at that. Like you are challenging yourself and that's good. All I'm asking is to give equal airtime here see your story and see your facts and give it both of those things. You are naturally going to give your story way more airtime. It's like whenever you talk to somebody and, and they're like telling them your side, like the, the story, it's really their side of the story. They haven't told anybody else's perspective, but they spend so much time on their own. Then you can take a moment to kind of build a new story around the facts. And so my encouragement in this situation would be to really bring her thankfulness statement in context of that problem and of the work she's about to do. So the thankfulness statement would, would change to, you know, I'm thankful for a strong show up rate of 31% and the chance to do what it takes to get a better show up rate. So think about coming into your workday, thinking one way of no one's showing up to my sales calls, what's the point, versus Hey, I'm so thankful for the 31% and I'm so excited to play, to play the game of business and try to get that show up rate so much higher. Someone once told me that there are, there are two pieces of business. There's the, there's the truth and there's the drama. And there is a lot of drama that comes in along with these facts and that is okay. It's okay to feel the drama creeping in. It's okay. But what's important is to be aware of it. And then just separate it, sift it out and say, okay, what am I like feeling and what is actually true? Now, relating your thankfulness to your work, it's not always going to be easy because there are going to be things that you have to do that you don't want to do. Can I get an amen? There are going to be things that you are going to have to do because it is part of the game of business and we don't want to. And when you are doing your work, in a place that you don't want to do it, that you don't want to be there and you are fighting through it anyway, think about the quality of that work. It is going to be low energy. It is going to be uh, messy. It is going to be careless. It's not going to be the best work that you can have. And that's why I'm like, okay, we need to change who we are from the inside out so that the work that we do do feels different, stands out from everybody else's work. Because there's a lot of people doing what you're doing, but why do some people crush it and some people don't? It's because of who they are and the place that they are working from. It's a really big deal. So I'm going to share my screen and show you a tool 
that you can use to really reframe because that's all we're doing here. We are reframing what we're thinking about right now and changing how it like makes us feel to do the work in a better way. And it is called, uh, chunking up and chunking down, chunking up and chunking down. All this is, it's called a slight of mouth pattern. And it's just like an, like a, um, like a rhetorical, uh, tool to reframe anything. You can use this in so many different ways, but today we're just going to talk about how it can be used in terms of thankfulness. Okay. So chunking up, all we're doing is taking a concept and moving it up and making it more broad, making it more general and putting things kind of in a new perspective. And then chunking down, we're just taking a concept and making it more specific and more concrete. So one of the best ways to kind of get to these places is just to ask three simple questions for each thing, for chunking up and chunking down. Chunking up, all you want to ask is, what is the purpose of this? What's important here? And then exaggerate it. In School of Sales, we talk a lot about magnifying the importance of doing something. If you were to work out today, is it going to make a difference tomorrow? Maybe, maybe not. If you work out today, does it make a difference in 20 years? Yes, it's a huge deal. It's your ability to jump out of a beach chair and jump in the sand with your grandkids. It's your ability to get in a roller coaster ride with your grandchild. I just took Rush to like an amusement thing and I had to like go get him in a, in a like jungle gym. And the way I had to climb up all these things and all these slides to go and get him, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I'm healthy enough to do this. And I had this magnifying moment of all the people that are selling health and fitness and the fear that I would have if I physically couldn't go and get him in that jungle gym. It, I mean, that will motivate me for the rest of my life to stay healthy because he was not in a good place, couldn't get down. And that, that is all chunking up is, is taking a small little moment of exercising today and making it so much bigger to literally saving your child on this jungle gym that he couldn't get down from. So let's think about this in terms of work. Like uh, one thing we are working on a lot is a webinar script and making it really, really impactful for the right person. So listen, there are a lot of days that I don't want to write a webinar script. It is a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of teasing out. So I'm going to think through these questions. Okay. What is the purpose of a webinar? Let's just back up and reframe. It is an efficient sales presentation to help people move to the next step of the sales process to make a high quality decision. Reframe, bring it into context. What's important about this? Well, first of all, writing any presentation at all, it makes me better. And that's the most important thing of all that I become who I need to become to ultimately have the life that I want to have. It helps me sell myself it challenges me to become concise and to give me the chance to have a fresh way to present the same message. This right here, what's important about this? This is literally the life that I live, helping myself develop, challenge myself to become more concise and to have a fresh way of presenting the same and new idea. It's critical. And what's on, on the other side of this action? Let's exaggerate. The presentation has the potential to change the lives of hundreds of people because changing someone's belief is changing their life. Great. Now I can be thankful to have the opportunity to change hundreds of people's lives and have the runway to become better and better. Do you see how that framing is going to make me sit down to write this webinar script in a completely different way? Do you see it?
Give me a two if you do. Yes, absolutely. Okay, awesome. It's huge. It's huge. Like this is how you sell yourself on doing anything that you don't want to do. Anything. Okay, let's talk about chunking down. So here are your questions here. What's the point? Why are we doing, what's this, the specific point here? What's important? What are some examples of this? And what are the parts of this? Let's get it really, really specific. Okay, same thing, webinar. What is the point? I'm writing a sales message that, create, that changes the perspective of potential customers and I'm presenting it through an online seminar. That's it. Let's just simplify it. Let's trim it down, cut the fat. What are the examples of this? Well, I know I've attended a webinar, plenty of them, but for this example, I've had to have 10K conversations that helps me see that it was possible to take one conversation to generate in income with that conversation. So just like take an example that you know of that you can kind of place and be like, okay, I've seen it done. I know it can be done. And how can I do it even better than how I've seen it? And what are the parts of this? This is my favorite because it actually is so simple. It's, I need an attention getter. I need three points along with some evidence and I need to call to action. That's all it is. I, on my daily deposit today, I wrote like, like make one ad and it kind of like made me go, whoa, wait, what am I, wait, what's the ad that I need to make? What's important? And literally I was like, okay, I want to do a voiceover. There's one part. I want to have some B-roll. Uh, I want to, um, make some copy for it and I want to like pass it over to Courtney to get her opinion on it. Just those steps made it so like, oh, this is so doable. This is so easy. I'm so excited to do it. So thankful for the, uh, that I am equipped and ready us. We're sales girls and we know what it means to be ready. I'm ready to formulate three points and I know how to back it up. How powerful is that? So I just want you to think about it for a second. What is a task on your game day list right now that you need to feel excited about, but you don't quite want to yet? Put it in the chat. I know I need to spend at least an hour on writing some content for a new school sales training. Um, and I've been doing a lot of work on like, what is the point? What, is, what are the specific elements of this? Because it feels like such a big project. And breaking it down to the specifics has been, it brought me such relief and has made it feel so light and excited to follow through. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Hannah said making content. Hannah, what specific content and what action do you want them to take from it? That's really the most important thing is like, what's the action? Let's back up and think about what content makes sense for that. Perfect. Awesome. So I want y'all to do this when we get on this call so that you can feel excited about it. Okay. So let's go on to what you're learning. Cause this is so incredibly critical. Um, there we go. Okay. What are you learning? Honestly, fam, this needs to be crossed out. The, what you're learning section needs to be changed to what do you need to be able to use without your conscious mind, what do you, what information, write this down, what information do you need to be able to use without having to use your conscious mind? I would rather you read the psychology of winning 10 times and be able to regurgitate every single point from that book, than read 10 books. 
we are consuming so much that nothing is even stored. John uh, Maxwell said, it doesn't show up until it's stored up. And a lot of you are listening, but nothing is stored. I want you to think about like literally storing so that you can hibernate in the winter. And it's just like the same thing about like, I know this is a silly example, but like squirrels are getting the same, like the same food, little nuts. They're just getting a lot of it so that they have it to last for a long time. I want you to think about that with content too. Like get one book, get one concept, get one sentence and just have it so ingrained in you that you can't help but overflow it. A lot of you are struggling with creating content. And I know that this is the root of it. It is not in your subconscious. I'm sure a lot of you know what Andy Frisella's 75 hard challenge. And he made a comment one time about how you can be in a room with people that all say they've done 75 hard, but you can talk to certain people and know that they've actually completed it all the way through and didn't cheat versus the people that did it. He's like, it's just the way they, they carry themselves. It's just the way they talk. I can just tell if they've done it or if they haven't. And that's exactly how I feel about content. When people come and they're asking questions and they're confused and they're unsure and they don't have evidence, I'm like, you're not storing up what needs to be stored up in the right way. And y'all are underestimating what it takes to store something up. It could be a literal word, one word that you could tease out forever and use for so many different things. I'm going to give you an example, and we're going to do this in a writing workshop, okay? And you're, you could tease it out and use it and use it and milk it and milk it and milk it and, and use this concept for so many things, but you're just so quick to move on to a new idea, a new concept, a new book. You don't even have time to store anything up. It's been said that a genius is someone who can take two unrelated things and make them connect. And you can only do that when you just stay in, in, in two area or, you know, one area with two concepts that creates a connection at the bottom. It's kind of like one, one point, one message, two concepts, and then you bring them back together. And I'm going to give you, like I said, I'm coming to give you an example. Um, so there's a way to really easily do this. And it's by asking yourself three questions. Okay. You write these down. You want to know, how can I simplify how can I magnify and how can I apply? Simplify, magnify, and apply. So I want to practice with you right now. Um, let me just, actually, I'm going to share my screen so y'all can see these examples. When you simplify, all you're going to do, y'all, this is so easy yet so hard to do because it's so easy just to blow past this. You're just going to define the word in the dictionary, dictionary.com to find the word. Do not assume that you know what a word means. Do not assume that other people know what a, me a word means. It's so easy to assign it, but we don't even know what the true definition is. The more simple, the more deep you can go. And then you're going to ask the question like, okay, why is this a big deal? Why does this matter? It kind of goes back up to chunking up and chunking down. Think bigger. And then apply, how can you weave this in to your one message? What are you really selling? So I'm gonna give you an example right now. In Sales Girl Summer, our challenge that we did, I was assigned how sales girls play. And I was having a really hard time with this word play because I'm not one to like have a hot, like when I thought about the word play, I was thinking about like hobbies or like, playing like games or play, like just having a really good time. 
And honestly, like most of my life is working really hard. And then I like rest with my family, but then I keep, I don't do a ton of like playing to be honest. And I had a really hard time with this. And that's exactly why they assigned me that day. How sales girl play is because I don't naturally do that. So they were like, Hey, be creative with this because it's like not as easy for you. I was like, okay. So the first thing I did is I looked up the word and that's when I was like, oh, play doesn't even mean what I think it means. It means to engage in activity and to take part in. It doesn't mean to have fun. It doesn't mean to go get entertained. It doesn't mean to go enjoy, like have a pleasurable experience. All it means is to engage. And that's when it clicked, right? And then we magnify, okay? How can I magnify this idea of play and what it actually means? Well, people are quick to assume that playing means to have fun or that it's easy. That's not the definition. It means to be active. It means energy. Most people are looking to do what they love for business. Do your passion, have so much fun. But what I know is that professionals learn to love what it takes, which means to play the game well. Ironically, you learn to love what it takes when you engage in your business. And that's when it does become more fun. And all this just came through writing, 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 writing. Why is it important to know what this play word means and how can you actually apply it, which is learn to love what it takes by making business a game and play well. So then I got my three points from that, which was learn to play the game with sales skills, play offense. If you're not persuading, you're waiting and let the scoreboard take care of itself. My one message, if you're new to Academy, go to the one message training in your portal, but our one message are sales skills or life skills. So to take the word play, which is a totally different world from sales skills, right? And our one message, which is sales skills, and to connect them like that is all from doing one thing, which is looking up the definition, simplifying it, and then magnifying what the definition actually says. And what's, I just want to kind of point out here. A lot of this is layered learning. A lot of this has been stored up. So you may know this, you may not, but the number three, the third point, let the scoreboard take care of itself. That was a point in um, one of our webinars called the Breaking Business Bootcamp. We did that webinar three times and it was a whole point. And a lot of you probably don't even remember that or recognize it, but it's repurposed in a new way, because it's so deeply ingrained in my subconscious, this let the scoreboard take care of itself. I've been able to kind of present it in a different way that fits into this play methodology. This right here, what I just showed you is your life. If you are a salesperson, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a sales girl, this is your life. You take concepts, experiences, like the example from the zoo, you take words, you look them up and you weave them all the time into your message, into your product, into what you do and what you do for people constantly. That is our life. We've committed to it, put our hand on the Bible and say, yes, I do promise to do this forever and ever and ever. Amen. And the more you do it, the more fun, more easy, more enjoyable, and more light bulbs, more layers comes with this practice. So today, what I want you to do, okay, is to chunk up or chunk down one area of your work, one game day list item. And then I want you to take a word from an attention getter title. Uh, so for example, our next webinar is how making money is a byproduct of your life without feeling gross. So for me, I might look up the word byproduct. I might look up the word natural. I might look at the word gross. I might think more about money and, and take these words and simplify by looking it up, 
magnify it by really thinking about why does this really matter and then apply it to the one message and weave it in in a really um, new and different way. Let me just check these comments really, really quickly. How are y'all feeling? Does this make sense? Do you see how, and, and, and listen, I want to say one more thing and then we're going to, we're going to go. This process is amazing for your content. It's amazing for your business, but it's even more amazing by who you become in doing this. These are the moments when like, I'm going to be honest, when I thought about parenting, I thought about like my kid coming home from school and being bullied and me being able to like come, come beside him and like help him um, like build confidence, not this whole temper tantrum stuff as a two-year-old. Okay. This is like a, a new situation I wasn't ready for, but what I, what I'm so excited for is that the day that my kids come home and they've been bullied, I am ready. I am ready to be able to sell them on themselves. I'm ready to sell them on the right path. I'm ready to sell them on who they can become. And that's going to be 10 years from now, but I'm going to be ready. And that's what I want you to think about. It's like, as you're taking all these concepts, building this content and making things in your subconscious to where it's stored up and it can just show up so naturally, you are going to be ready for that. Whether it's a sales conversation with a prospect or a conversation with your kid, you will be ready. And that's what sales girls do. They get ready and they stay ready for whatever comes their way. Give me a two if you're fired up, if you're ready to do this. Okay, awesome. What did Emily say? She said, um, what if there's a way you can motivate and excite not only yourself, but everyone around you? This is a simple way to break down value. So, exactly, exactly. And you will never run out of content in your whole life, if you just take this concept, if you take one word and you tease it out, 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 and you can apply it to so many things that you do. It's so fun and so exciting when you just kind of follow this process over time and to um, all different types of content that you create as well. Okay. I'm excited to see you tomorrow. Make sure you do this homework and I want you to see it in the living room. I want to see a chunk down and chunk up thankfulness statement. Um, and I want to know the one word you're teasing out. Okay, everyone, I'm going to put it in the living room and I want you to post underneath that thread comment so that we can all look at it with each other. Cool. Awesome. I'll see y'all tomorrow for day two. Go get them.